Hello there, you luscious and glorious listeners. My name is Aaron. And my name's Dave. And this is Super Pod Saga. For any of your first-time listeners, go ahead and pull up a chair, take a seat. We've got complimentary coffee and Oreos here for you. Uh, This is the podcast where Tommy and I pick a different video game topic to discuss each episode. And we'll talk all about that topic until there's just nothing at all left to discuss about that. And we'll just, we'll kick it out the door and move on to the next one. Tommy couldn't be with us today because he put some trash in his recycling bin. And now he's laying low to avoid a, a warrant for his arrest. But I'm not alone today. I've got an awesome guest for everybody. Dave with Remember 64. How are you, man? I am very, very good and uh, super happy to be here. And uh, also, I made sure that my trash and recycling was separated. So that's why I was able to uh, to arrive this evening. You better, goddammit. You got to make sure to call your local centers to see if those plastics are recyclable or something. I don't know. I'll look at the numbers. There's like a number yeah. system or something. I, I don't know how it works. Everything that is somewhat plastic just goes into recycling whether they like it or not so that's that's how our household works anyway <laughs> right dude there's there's a number on it just put it in the trash it's not exactly. worth it it's exactly not worth the jail time <laughs> yep well yeah man what tell us all about your yourself and your show and where the where the good listeners can find you oh of course yeah um so remember 64 as you mentioned is my latest venture into yapping into the void of uh, nerdy topics and video games um as you may guess from the title it is a show that is going through the nintendo 64's library game by game sometimes a couple at a time but uh essentially i'm just gonna go back 25 years or so and uh make my way through the library i I'm someone who had a Nintendo 64 growing up and multiple friends did, but I have a pretty limited scope of what I played and already only just less than one year since launching the show, I've already played games I haven't played before, ones that I thought I played, ones that I just like had no idea were even games and have enjoyed almost all of them. So uh, yeah, Remember 64 is uh, is my latest venture. You can find it anywhere if you search it on podcast apps. And uh, at Remember 64 Show is where you can find it on social media. And uh, yeah, pretty much almost all the apps out there is at Remember 64 Show. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like that idea of just the an all Nintendo 64 show because there's a lot of a lot of real hidden gems on that thing. What was the last one you played? It was like Buck Bumble or something like that? Yes, we just did Buck Bumble. I had Stormageddon on the show. And, um, you know, when I'm reaching out to guests, I, I sort of say like, hey, you know, what do you want to play? Because like, you know, it's easy to say like, let's play Mario 64. Let's play Mario Kart. And, it, you know, all those, I did a couple of those when the show first started to get some heavy hitters out of the way. But like these sort of middle titles or hidden gems are just like exactly what I'm looking for. Funny enough, based on what we're going to be talking about in a few minutes, but <laughs> Buck Bumble is like a perfect example of that where it like, sort of feels like Star Fox 64, but is also its own thing, has a pretty cool personality. It's, you know, it's not a perfect game and not a lot of these like early 3D games are, but I would say it's actually one of the the biggest surprises that I've had so far going back through this library. And it was the first time I played it. And uh, honestly, for a couple of days, I couldn't put it down. So it's highly recommended. Uh, That is our latest episode. And uh, we're now into the 20s of the games at the moment. Well, that's cool. That, That sounds awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, super fun. It's it's honestly it's been 
it's been eye-opening. The the one game, other game that I will mention that we played last year was Mission Impossible, which I tend to remember being complete garbage. And then I played it, and again, it's not great, but it's much better than I thought it was going to be, and much smarter and more interesting than I thought it would be, and has a whole lot of like fun little like hidden gems in it and stuff. It's another title that's like worth revisiting for sure if, if you haven't played it before if you did in the past mission impossible and buck bumble are like top of the list right now for me for pleasant surprises <laughs> is that based on the movie mission impossible i'm assuming it, it came out around that time but it's it i mean it's still ethan hunt is like the character that you are but i like it's not based on the actual like movie locations or any of that kind of stuff it's just an excuse to have that title on a like um i would say like like puzzle action game i would call it sort of stealth puzzle action game it mixes a lot of things in there um but for the most part it works pretty well uh it's rough around the edges because it's really early n64 as well but uh but worth worth taking a look at at least nice again for those who uh who are pretty new to the show you can find super pod saga mainly on twitter Uh, we have facebook instagram and what tiktok tumblr and youtube and all that stuff but i, I tend to forget about those we, we are mainly on on twitter but you can you can also just go to our website superpodsaga.com and literally everything is there you can find all of our social medias all the different apps the show is on you can comment on all of our stuff look at the blog we, we post stupid stuff I, I posted a thing on the blog about the chow garden from sonic adventure because i miss it so i have fond memories of that and dreams <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, what are we talking about today, Dave? I, I come I come into this talking a lot about the N64, but some of my friends who are also gamers call me Indie Dave a lot of the time because I seem to always have one or two, sometimes three <laughs> indie games <laughs> on my rotation that I'm playing. And uh, that's been going on for a good five, six years now at least. And I think that as big as the indie market has gotten, as great as that is, because you can get more exposure to all these great, interesting games and ideas, I think there's a few out there, definitely more than a few, that are sort of hidden gems as well. So hidden gem indie games, I think, is where uh, I think we're going to go with this. And, you know, maybe there'll be a couple of titles that people are going to hear and or have heard from. But honestly, um, anything that we mention, anything that I mentioned for sure, like it's it's like a must play whether you've heard about it or not. So yeah, okay. indie hidden gems. Yeah, one of mine I, I feel like is a hidden gem because not a lot of people talk about it, but it was uh, one of those Xbox Live games with the cold. But God damn it, I'm going to talk about it anyway because people people need to know all about it. But you, you are my guest. And uh, yeah, what's uh, you can go first if you like. Ooh, I am quite privileged. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with, uh, bef- before we get into sort of like the ones that I think a lot of people haven't heard of mm-hmm. uh, or may not have as much exposure, I'm going to go with two that are pretty much my favorite indie games of all time. One of them uh, I'll start with first is the reason why I'm into indie games, I think, in the first place. And that is called Thomas Was Alone. And that is Ooh. a brilliant, brilliant game by Bithel Studios. Anything that that studio makes and Mike Bithel makes, I am there day one, just like I am with Super Giant Games, which are the people that made Hades, mm-hmm. which at this point, I think everyone's heard of Hades. But Thomas was alone. The reason why it's sort of a hidden gem now is because I think it's like 11 or 12 years old at this point. Um, but it's on pretty much every system you can think of, every console, every way you can play it it's available it's just a really really touching fun puzzle game that makes you care about shapes 
And I'm pretty much going to leave it at that. It has really good writing, really great narration. And that's why I love indie games is because of that. I think it started with that. I don't know if you've played it before or not. I've I've seen it before. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the Xbox One years ago. Yeah. And it, I, I meant to check it out a long time ago, but I never have because a lot of other stuff came out between then. Yeah, it, it's one of those games where you can sit with for just like, I, I want to say it's maybe a three or four hour game. Like it's not very long. It's... Mm it's what Mike Bethel and his studio did first. Like this was like his first sort of big release. And it's like, it's been out for so long and it's so successful. I, I just think like at this point, it hasn't really been at the forefront for so long. So I think I wanted to mention that. And then another one, which maybe people have heard of at this point, because the company was now purchased by that made this was purchased by Netflix last year, the year before, but that is oxen free. And it is an oh, awesome yeah storytelling thriller horror type type game uh point and click adventure to an extent but i just love the way it looks i think the writing and the voice acting is incredible one of the best soundtracks i i've ever listened to i waited way too long to play this game i think i i bought it for like a couple bucks like three or four years after it came out and i am in love with it and i cannot wait for the sequel so that is oxen free probably the two on my list that people may have have heard of over other ones so yeah nice yeah tommy my uh, my co-host he really really loves oxen free that's one of his favorite games ever he, he doesn't ever stop talking about that that yeah. so that's cool you mentioned that one <laughs> so so ex- i was so excited that in 2022 it was supposed to be released the sequel and like like a lot of things over the last few years it got delayed but that's totally fine i it's <laughs> It's like all these big titles are coming out even this year in 23, and it is still my most anticipated title just because I love that first one so, so much. I was looking at other other games that uh, that Bithel Games has made, and they have this one on Steam called The Solitaire Conspiracy, and it's just a oh, bunch of solitaire and shit. And so good. Really cool. It's yeah. so good. It's like, it's solitaire, but with like, like it's sort of like a versus solitaire. And it, it's, yeah, it, it, they basically made a new version of solitaire. That's essentially what it is. And there's like this sort of um, sci-fi story that goes along with it. It's a really cool game that came out a couple years ago. It's great. Where the hell? Where's the wishlist button? There we go. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I had is one that I discovered maybe, I forget if it was last year or the year before, but it's still one of like the the, the best indie games I've ever played. And uh, Yoku's Island Express is, is what it Ooh, is. Yeah, it's, I've heard of this. I have not played that though. It's it's unlike anything else I've ever played because it's it's a Metroidvania at heart, but it's it's also a pinball game, which is really really cool. Because like, to instead of you know just running and jumping like you would any other Metroidvania, there's just there's little paddles and bumpers and shit all over the place, and you'll you'll navigate your little your little little beetle guy Yoku. He's the new mailman for uh, I forget what the island is called. It's like Mokumana or something like that, and. Yeah, you got to get him around to deliver mail and flip him up with flippers and he'll go through little tunnels and collect little, little bits of fruit and like, and he'll unlock different abilities. Like uh, you get a vacuum that you use to, to suck up explosive slugs or you'll get a, uh, what is it called? A little, little noisemaker to, to wake up sleeping guys. And there's all just a bunch of other cool stuff. And then there's lots of little unlockables that you can, you can find. Uh, I shouldn't say unlockables, lots of little, little secrets hidden all over the Island where like any other Metroidvania, I guess, you, once you get new abilities, you can go back to different areas of the island and find those cool little secrets and stuff. And it's it's a pretty short one, too. It's about maybe like six hours. Okay. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, that's pretty good. Something like yeah, like six or seven hours, but it's it's lots of fun. There's some really good boss battles in there too that also make use of the of the pinball mechanics, and it's just it's a hell of a time, dude. And it's usually on sale for pretty cheap. Like it, yeah, it's made by the people that make that that developed what is it called? Overcooked and a good bunch of other games. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's on sale pretty frequently. I think when I got it, it was on sale for just three bucks, and oh, uh, it's the best. Deal. Read. <laughs> other than other than maybe like buying three. Arizona teas. It was the best three dollars I've ever spent. <laughs> I mean, you do get okay. a lot of liquid with those teas, so fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you do, dude. <laughs> um, I, I've heard about this game like multiple times, um, and for whatever reason, it has never been sort of like, oh, I need to go and wish list it at, at the very least, you know. And, and I never have, even even at full price, only twenty bucks on switch or at least it is in front of me when i quickly look for it and I, I love the way this game looks and i love that like similar how i just said uh solitaire conspiracy sort of did like a new sort of solitaire this is like another way to have fun and new ideas with pinball which is awesome yeah and all the different characters are so cool like uh the uh the mayor of the island i forgot what his name is and there's like the the mailman that like that trains you there's all sorts of really sweet characters on there and the music is really good because there's all sorts of different little there's like there's like a snowy mountaintop area there's like a volcanic area and then there's all there's just like beaches all over the place so it's got like like a tropical like island kind of theme to it but nice it's just it's so much fun and yeah, I mean, if you want to pay full price for it, absolutely go for it. But it's it's on sale pretty frequently, so I'd yeah, it, it'll be the best three or five dollars you ever you've ever spent. Yeah. You buy it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's on pretty much everything. So at some point, a, a sale is mm. going to come up. So uh, oh god, so yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same with I think some of these titles that we're going to talk about. Uh, my my next one again. <laughs> this is funny, actually. It's it just happens to be at the top of the list. We're talking about stuff that is doing something new with a familiar uh, formula, I guess you could call it, or, or game. But this one's new. It only came out, I want to say, in October or November of 2022. It's it's a pretty new game, but it's called Cursed to Golf, and it is, oh. yeah, it's a roguelike side-scrolling golf game <laughs> that's essentially what it is um and it's it's like arcade golf i guess you could call it like so cool. if you've played stickman golf on your phone at any point in the last decade since that game came out um it's that view and that sort of idea where you have all these really wacky uh golf courses and holes where you can go up down you can take portals you can do all these types of crazy there's spikes there's water there's pits there's all these crazy things going on but essentially you're a golfer that got zapped by lightning on the 18th hole when you're about to win a championship and you get uh stuck in the underground and you need to shoot your way out of the underground in order to live again you're cursed to golf you've been cursed and now you need to golf to get out of it but what's cool is that like there's all these abilities you know but it's, it's like a card system so you can unlock different cards you can do them where the ball will stop in midair and drop straight down. You can do it after you hit the ball where you can make it change direction. You can do one where it splits into three balls and whichever one lands where you want it to land, you can play that one instead. Um, but the the most, I mean, not the most, there's a lot of interesting parts to it, but the, the cool part about it as well is that you're not trying to get like the best score. You're not trying to get minus one, minus two, get par, any of that kind of stuff. You start with, I think it is nine shots and you need to finish each hole 
within that shot amount. So you need to not be cursed or not die, essentially, to survive and get to the next hole. But along your way, you can hit like little statues that add plus two or plus five or plus one to your total so that you can extend your life essentially in that hole. And then it resets every every hole that you get. So um, and every time you die, you, you, you know, you take a little bit of currency stuff back with you. You take cards that you unlock back with you and then you start all over again. And all the holes look different, just like uh, roguelike games do. Um, it's super fun, has tons of personality looks really great the writing is super fun uh great music it's just it's it's a great time and and it's one of the it's like the newest one on the list of stuff i'm talking about here and i think it's great curse the golf is highly recommended and i think i played it on switch i believe so um that's a good place to to have it too so yeah that one's also been on my wish list for a long time <laughs> yeah it's it's sweet it's sweet it's uh it's pretty new, so finding it on like a super sale or whatever is less likely. But I think either way, you can. I, I found myself like losing a hole, for example, like not surviving and being like, ah, shh. I, I, I knew I, I could have done that. And then I go on and play like five more holes, and there goes two hours of my life. So um, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a blast with it. Oh, yeah. I'm not usually a big sports guy, but there's something about golf video games that. I, I can't help myself. Yeah. I don't know what and it is about it. The, the whole like Mario golf stuff. Like I had mm. pretty much all, I love those games. The 64 one, the game boy ones, especially I played the hell out of those games and this isn't quite that, but you know, you get that sort of like cartoony arcadey feel to it as well. It's it's golf is just an excuse for them to do like a really cool roguelike idea. And I think they, somehow it, it actually works golf and and rogue like games somehow actually works i don't know how they did it but they did it <laughs> nice oh and it's published by thunderful who also develop the or well not develop sorry published the uh the the ever awesome steam world series that's awesome yes and the steam world series is great yeah yes that's like one of my favorite series ever yeah dude. they're oh so good God. yeah well, speaking of uh, not speaking of Steam World, here's another. I swear I didn't pick these because they're almost the same. But the next one I had was was a game called Beast Breaker, and ooh, it's another all. Yeah, it's another almost pinball <laughs> kind of game, and it's it's pretty different. It's like a, like a like a turn based pinball uh, monster fighting kind of thing, I guess. But so so um. The main character you play as, he can equip different weapons and different abilities that'll kind of affect what he can do on his turn. Because basically it'll be like, you'll get a certain number of turns, and then the enemy will do something. But, but basically there's, the enemy has all these different weak points, or all these different points on their body that take us, that have, that can be broken if they take a certain amount of damage. So like, there'll be, say like you're attacking their, their claws. Uh, the outside of their claws will be protected by invulnerable scales, but like on the inside, they'll have, I guess, like little smaller bits that can be destroyed in like three hits. But then, like, yeah, like a weak point almost. I'm looking at a couple of the screenshots. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah, and like, and there'll there'll be like bigger, like like the pink points are their like super weak points, where if you break those, it'll start breaking up big chunks, like bigger chunks of that part of the enemy as opposed to, you know, doing like smaller bit 
by bit if that makes any sense at all but yeah no i, I mean wait, like looking at it like it's it's interesting how it's broken down because there's all these little like small parts and then there's larger ones on the inside and it's like you have to chip away to get to the big part but once you do get to the big one it seems like it's sort of like you're explaining it sort of like explodes out from there almost in a way and it it's it's funny because like it's it's hard to sort of describe it but then when you when i look at the screenshots of it i totally get what you mean and can totally see it, even though the game's not even in motion. Like, <laughs> I can totally see what you're saying. It's, I have never heard of this game. This looks amazing. I love the way it looks too. It's great. Yeah, there's another one that I got that was on sale for like three bucks, I think. And and yeah, there's all sorts of different weapons you can equip. Like, there's just like a sword. There's an axe. There's a bow. There's a bunch of other stuff. And each one kind of changes the way you play because like the sword is just probably to go back and look at, at like how they play but like the sword is just you know you run into it and you damage it and then like the bow works a little bit differently i forget but there's all sorts of other little abilities too like <clears throat> you can get like a little like a spin attack or like a chain lightning attack and stuff like that but yeah beast breaker it's it's awesome and then the visuals look great all the characters are cool there's uh anybody that listens to the show knows that i'm a i'm a fucking sucker for cooking mechanics in the games and you can <laughs> you can you can cook food in the game sometimes, and I love that. And nice. you can also upgrade and craft new equipment with with junk you find around the field and on the map and stuff like that. And and before you do fight the enemies, basically you'll be on this like grid where in like an XCOM kind of way, most of the most of the map is not really foggy, but it's like blacked out, and you basically have to like track the monster and find it and, and try to ambush it because like if if it attacks you, you you're at like a huge disadvantage because it'll it'll I think it'll attack you first and you'll be in its huge like attack area like line of sight kind of shit but yeah it, it's it's cool you can like set up little traps for it on the field and catch it off guard and then just beat its ass it's nice super and if you like pinball yeah it's Super yeah, fun. it, it, it kind of yeah, it's got like a pinball uh, a feel to it too. Just by I yeah, just hit play on a couple like short videos here and stuff. I, it looks this is man. All right, we're gonna load up our wish list tonight, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> For real, dude. Yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> already. <laughs> Played a couple games in. Oh man. Um, okay, so my. My next one uh, is actually was my game of the year for 2021. I absolutely loved this game. Um, indie games often are my favorite. Uh, it's, it's just they always do something different. Um, it was again this year a, a, an indie game, but uh, this is one I heard almost nobody talk about, and I just loved it from start to finish. It is called Unsighted, and Unsighted is seriously like. It's got a, a mix of a bunch of different uh, genres in it. It's it's like a twin stick shooter in a way. It's an adventure game. Um, it has uh, you know exploration mechanics to it. It's it's pixelated and looks like it's two D, but it's like a two and a half D thing. So you can actually get some verticality to your fights. Uh, there's a bunch of different weapons you could you can use. Um, there's a blocking mechanic and a parry mechanic, and it's just super dynamic and fast it always feels good when you're going to do a nice parry or jump out of the way and attack an enemy it's set in a really really interesting world and 
it's it's so hard to sort of describe until you put your hands on it but it really is one of the best feeling games that i've played in a long time and it, it somehow the sort of two and a half d pixelated feel and look like really really works and i absolutely love that um unsighted is highly recommended no matter where you play it oh by the way we got nave from gaming together just joined us what, what's up man i heard somebody was talking about unsighted so i just had to appear <laughs> have you played editor. it dude I, I i did a episode with dave from tales of the backlog oh my and, god uh, i really liked it from like uh, last year or something i listened to you guys uh, talk about that that's right yeah, I, I was randomly like I was in the in the co-op podcast network and you guys were like, hey, does someone want to quickly jump on? And I was like, the first thing I did, I didn't even read what it was about. I just went and looked <laughs> in here and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to am I going to join this recording mid recording? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, all good, OK, dude. so, yeah. So I don't know if I described Unsighted properly, but I absolutely love this game. Um, it was so much fun. And uh, and you you played it, too, I guess. Right. Oh yeah, um, I, it's really interesting because that's not really my my type of game. Uh, I right. re I really struggle with like two D games, especially with like Twitch, almost Twitch uh, combat, yeah, because I get yeah. frustrated fast. But that yeah. game actually has like it has a a really interesting and unique hook about it as far as the the uh, overall structure of the game is concerned. Yeah, yeah. So the the overall like structure, I was I was a I was a little bit frustrated with the way they did it because it makes the game extra difficult. But basically, yeah. you're you're like androids, like you're robots essentially in like a super future world. I, I can't remember exactly what the what the the whole setup is. It's a very interesting setup, by the way, and a great story. I think and ends off in a really touching way. But essentially, you have to collect these certain items in order to keep your friends and people that help you upgrade your items alive. But there's never enough out there in order to keep them all alive. So you sort of start losing people and it's like it's super sad because everyone's really nice to you and you want to help everybody but you just can't and you can change the setting where that's not necessarily as prevalent um which i did towards the last third of the game because i just wanted to get to the story and whatever but like i like that they at least give you that option um, because it really yeah. does take a lot of time and puts a lot of pressure and literally puts a clock on what you're doing. And I'm not sure that playing with a clock is really my favorite thing, but I do think it's still an interesting idea of what they did. So I, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. But in, in 64 terms, uh, you're either an Ocarina of Time person or a Majora's Mask person. You know what? That's very, very true. There we go. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. You're right. <laughs> well, shit. Did you have one for us, Nave? Let's talk about Signalis. This is my Ooh. number one, technically. Nice. Now, Signalis is a throwback to Nintendo 64 PlayStation 1 era horror. And it has the, it borrows a lot from the original and the second Silent Hill, along with the second and third Resident Evil titles. And. This game is one of the best kind of retro throwbacks that I've ever played. It also addresses a lot of the problems that people have with these older games. Whereas uh, you, you play the older titles and the combat is especially clunky. And the, uh, the way you control your character with the tank controls is really... Uh, it, it's really aggravating once you start getting yourself in distressful situations. But this game ditches the tank controls and it streamlines combat in a way that... Uh, makes the game so much more approachable. But it also keeps these really obtuse, 
but not too obtuse, not missed level puzzles, but it keeps these really obtuse puzzles where you will maybe have to keep a pen and a paper next to you for a few of these, but they're so rewarding and they're so fun uh, using figuring out which items or which uh, are keys for what kind of thing or what are the patterns to uh, remember as you trek across the the horrible desolate landscape that you're in and the game's story is extremely vague and, and and really interpretive in a way that evokes strong emotion but also can be dissected in many different ways and i think the game does have multiple endings and all of that stuff and i'm sure this will be one of those games in the years that people will be making video essays about uh but yeah i mean signalis is fantastic anyone who knows my show knew i was probably going to bring that up it's, that's a great game i played that last year because it was like late last year i think late 2022 that it came out it was that game is awesome i loved it and it's it's on game pass isn't it yeah that's uh, yeah. that's that's how i played oh, it it was yeah. uh yeah it's like super it's very grim and dark and moody and all that and i'm like ah, i don't know if i'm in the mood for this and then like Three hours later, I was just still playing it. Like it's it's awesome. I love the 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 way it just like feels. Um, and it and it's it's you know it's it's a horror type action game like you like you said, but I don't think it's like full of all these like crazy jump scares or any of that stuff. It just has a really good vibe yeah. to it, and and I I appreciated what it, what it was doing. And I, like you mentioned, the changes between like its inspirations and what the gameplay actually like feels like in Signalis. I think those changes make it an extra special uh, title, I think. So I I'm with you on that. And it, it is, it does take a lot from like si if, when you play Silent Hill 2, I think there's genuinely only like a one jump scare in that game. Right. And it's like a totally optional thing you could walk past with the, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of Silent Hill 3, but there's there's a bathroom with a stall closed, and as everyone knows in these games, you walk, you rub your face on the wall and press A on everything to see if there's anything you can interact <laughs> with. And uh, you interact with these stalls, and none of them open, but as soon as you leave the bathroom, something slams really hard on the stall, and you go, <laughs> and you run away, because it's <laughs> the only time you ever get scared that way. Yeah, no, that's true. I, yeah, I can't remember if that's two or three, but I know exactly which which uh, part you're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of spook, Streets of Red. I don't know if you all have heard of that ever. Oh, I think I have. Yeah, it's, it's basically just like a uh, it's a roguelike beat 'em up, basically. And each of the there's like four characters you can play as, and each one is kind of based on like another video game for the most part. Because like there's uh, one character is based off of Shovel Knight, and he's got he's just <laughs> he's got uh, armor. He's got a shovel. He's got like a Lightning, or he's got a uh, like a headbutt attack and shit like that. There's another chick who's based on like the, you know, like the beginning of Final Fantasy VI where they're in those mechs. It's she like she does magic and shit like that, and she's in a yeah, mech suit like that. And then there's another guy who's basically Link, like he's got like a grappling hook and a spin move. But <laughs> there's there's like there's some pretty sweet fucking bosses that are like during the battle that look evolve from like this stage to the next and if you don't kill them fast enough they'll just keep, they'll evolve and just become fucking unkillable and beat the hell out of you like there's uh there's one that's just like a like a moth monster thing and he, basically it starts off like looking a little bit like rick from rick and morty but then he just transforms more and more into this fucking awful moth creature and that's a good one it's co-op being a beat-em-up which is really really cool and there's 
quite a few little unlockables and yeah it's just it's awesome it's it's definitely worth i think it's like 12 bucks normally it's, it's definitely worth man i'm looking at a couple of the screenshots and there's like when you say there's inspiration of the characters i, I see the shovel knight guy i can see him in, in a couple of these shots um mm -hmm. but there's a level that's literally like like a representation you can tell just by a screenshot of uh the first level of turtles in time where the the wrecking balls come down and, and slam on the ground and you kind of have to work around mm -hmm. them so your turtles don't get crushed there's literally a level that's set up with the exact same view it has the like the characters around it. it's oh my god it, it just anything that's going to reference turtles in time i'm all for it so <laughs> that's amazing i love how it's just having fun with those ideas that's awesome i like this genre of indie game where all of these uh indie devs are kind of just working together because you can see the uh what is this captain or commando tv or whatever from it hit well his own games but like there there are a lot of these games like i think there's a smash brothers clone that's just got a bunch of these different characters from different indie games in them yeah and i love this shit because this shit look it looks just like the binding of isaac in some of these screenshots yeah yeah it does it does you're right yeah it's got that that sort of look to it yeah um it's got so much personality even though it doesn't have like a ton of color you know which is cool oh and uh, so aaron the reason why i'm in here by the way <laughs> Not the reason why I'm in here, but the reason why I noticed this was going on was because I went to that co-op pod at Cast Network. I saw a tweet, so I had to confirm it was you before I tagged you in the in the retweet. But uh, you Fuga Mem Melodies of Steel. I was like, there was one person who was like, I know that game. Oh, yes. it's in in here. Oh, and so Fuga that's what too. I was looking for. Yep, oh, and uh, I saw the release date is May 11, 2023, So I tweet retweeted it. Ooh, oh my gosh and it's coming to fucking game pass dude hell yeah dude, dude man game good. pass is so good for indies and smaller titles like this like or it's quote unquote smaller uh lesser known i guess you could say like i love yeah. it for that reason like sure big titles are great and everything but honestly like just having all this variety and all these types of games in here um it's that that's why i can't i could never go without it at this point oh yeah especially if we get fuga too dude i don't know why i didn't put that on my list but that's one of the most underrated indie games ever <laughs> god damn it i think yeah I, i've heard good things about that i've never played it yeah yeah I think, I think we're on dave now yeah it is my turn yeah um or I don't know. i'm gonna assume that it is okay so <laughs> My next one uh, actually has two titles to it. it has a sequel but um i heard about the first one years and years ago and I, I would say just stick to the sequel because it sort of irons out some of the rough around the edges parts of the original, but it is Hand of Fate. So I would say Hand of oh, Fate yes. 2. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, these games are super fun. Just, the, just the, the concept of it, the conceit of what you do in the game is enough to, for, was enough for me to just like buy it blindly uh, the first time and just play it from there. But essentially, if anyone doesn't know, you guys you guys clearly sound, sound like you do know. Um, oh my God, but yep. as, Yeah, so essentially you're you're sitting at a card table with, uh, I don't I can't remember if he's like a sorcerer or a wizard or something like that. And you're, and you're playing a card game, but the card game is sort of like a roguelike path that you're walking on. And every time you move your little wooden character, one card at a time it flips over and gives you a scenario sometimes it is do you want to save these people do you want to give them food do you want to give them money do you want to buy something but at least half the time that is essentially 
you you sort of get zoomed into the card and it ends up being a combat scenario. So you'll have your character and you'll have to fight off, I don't know, sometimes it's skeletons, sometimes it's bandits, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and in Hand of Fate 2, they really like expand what these stages look at, look like and what types of enemies there are. But they're like these mini battle arenas, essentially, that you need to kill a boss or you need to kill a group of enemies. But you're only able to use what you've collected up until that point. So if you've only picked up a dagger, you have to try and figure out how to survive this fight with just a dagger. Maybe you found a shield along the way and now you're lucky you can block a couple of you know arrows that are coming at you and stuff. You can pick up spells and you can light guys on fire. You can They can light you on fire. <laughs> um, but essentially you're just going through all these different stages and trying to, um, I guess, fend off all these enemies when you do uh, battle scenarios and then when you're done you go back to the table and it sort of keeps going from there but it's really interesting because every card does something different you'll you'll see some repeats and stuff but again in the sequel it there's a lot more variety to it as well but i i think that if a roguelike game and card elements and the 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 battle system correct me if i'm wrong guys but i think the battle system is a little bit it, it's sort of like a, a a lighter version of what the Arkham games are. It's kind of how the mm -hmm. battle... Uh, it, it's exactly. like a third person... Yeah, there's dodging, there's parrying, there's... The uh, you know, Yeah, exactly. There's all that different type of stuff. And, um, and it's really fun. Um, sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes, you know, just luck of the draw of what items you pick up will help you out. Sometimes they won't. And sometimes you'll have to go in with... You literally can't get hit, otherwise you'll die in one shot, or you'll come in to the battle scenario and you're poisoned before you even start, so you have to fight really fast to try and survive. Like All these different scenarios that really put you on your toes and keep things interesting and fresh, and yeah, I think both games, both Hand of Fate games are great, but I would say if you can find two out there, I, would, I'm, I highly recommend it. I, I love both these games. They're so flavorful. Yeah. Like A lot of these cards and scenarios and stuff like that, it's just so so fun and silly. Yeah, yeah, and it has great like yeah, it has great personality. The the sort of sorcerer guy that you're you're playing against has really good lines, and he's really like this dark, mysterious character, and and it's uh, it's a really cool setting, and uh, and something I've I've never seen before, which is why I want to recommend it. I remember getting the first game from uh, Xbox Live Games with Gold, fucking years ago. Yeah, and and mm -hmm. yeah, that that was just. It was so different from anything else I'd ever played, but it was almost similar to one of my other picks I have on here. But we'll we'll maybe save that for later. But uh, <laughs> well, maybe fuck. No, I'm just gonna get it out. Armello, Armello, everybody. It's another games with gold. It's another card game, board game. More people need to play it. God damn it, it's so it's so fucking fun. Have <laughs> either of you guys ever heard of or played Armello? I have. I... I've heard, I've heard good things, but I've not played it. Yeah, I just I redeemed it for Games of Gold, and I was like, "Into the forever bin with you, where one day maybe." <laughs> Dude, oh, it's so much fun. So like, so it's it's mostly board game, and and what's cool is there's, I think there's there's like three or four different ways that that you can win the game, but essentially you start off by picking a character, and there's different there's different races, like there's. Uh, like two or three characters of each race so there's like rabbits and bears and uh, wolves and shit like that and each character has their own like special ability like there's 
there's like a, a thief rat. I forget what his ability is. There's um, there's the archer wolf lady who like before combat will deal one damage to anybody she fights. And then there's all sorts of other cool shit. And then basically you'll you'll go through the through the map or grid or whatever you want to call it, and you'll capture settlements just by moving over them. You'll capture a settlement which will give you gold every turn, and then you use that gold uh, to yeah, you use that gold to activate cards, and then there's also like, then there's just like there's oh, what are the card types? There, there's equipment. Those cost gold to equip. There's spell cards that cost magic points. There's some other type of I think traps or something like that. There's, there's a bunch of different kinds of cards, and you unlock more cards as you go through the game as well too. And the combat is is pretty fucking cool because. Basically, each character has their own unique kind of dice pool where they'll have dice that turn into, you know, attack symbols, defend symbols, or like moon symbols and sun symbols, which depending on like the time of day or something, they'll do different things. And there's all sorts of other like deep hidden mechanics like explode pools where if you roll like a certain symbol during during this other complicated fucking bullshit system, it'll explode into an attack whatever it's a fun game it's even better if you have friends it's like mario like how mario party you just fucking hate your friends after it's all said and done armello is is kind of the same way except like you'll have a newfound respect for them because they either chose to sneak through the castle and assassinate the king to win or they they became the uh what is it they had the most gold so they so they won that way or something or they purified the king or some shit i don't know but Armello is, uh, it's just a fun fucking time. It's so good. It, it, it's so, it's so hard to find a game online because nobody plays the game and it sucks playing with the AI all the time because they're so fucking predictable and fucking stupid. Ah, but that sucks. I, I beg of you, everybody play Armello, please. <laughs> well, it says, me. yeah, it says digital board game, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And there's, there's lots of dice, lots of cards. You, uh, there's lots of like little RPG mechanics. Like you'll, you'll equip like different swords or pieces of armor or like other stuff that give you like passive buffs or like debuff your enemy. It's just, oh my God, it's, it's so in depth and it's so much fun, dude. Yeah. The, the company that made it, um, is making a new game called Jump Light Odyssey, which is seems to be a completely different type of game. It is Starship Adventure Sims. So they have like this giant starship and like the quick video they have like up on their Twitter page and stuff. There's like multiple levels to it and there's all these different like things you have to take care of and all. That's kind of cool. It's got a great aesthetic, just like Armello does. It actually looks awesome, which always helps. Yeah, I've, I've heard great things about this game, but no, I had never played it. Um, it looks cool, oh though. God damn cool <laughs> well now that i know the nave has it well uh i'm gonna i'm gonna spam you with invites every single day for the rest <laughs> of your life well if it's online then i mean we can always have an episode about it dude over there on the game game together pod Ooh. well yeah we should dude oh my god i could just babble on and on and on about that it's it's, it's also on at mo- mobile too when i'm looking at it. it's not just on oh, really? switch and stuff yeah you can get it on the app store yeah it's on PC, Switch, and on at least as I'm searching for it here, the 
Google Play Store and on the Apple App Store, which is kind I mean, of we, son of a bitch. It is the only other board game that we played is Monster Prom XXL, <laughs> which is fantastic. That's my number uh, four. Oh, is it actually? That's your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really funny. Do do t- do tell because that uh, sounds interesting. Question mark. <laughs> Well, so the whole the whole concept of the game is you go to a monster high school and you need a date for prom and you have to uh, go into there are different spot, spots. It's like it's essentially a board game where you pick where you're going to hang out. And so it's like you want to hang out in the bathrooms, then you get guts you because know, it takes guts to skip class, you know, and so it's like. But it's very so. It's like okay, this is a cute little concept. I'll play with my, with my kids. No, these kids are doing drugs and fucking and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Everyone's drunk everywhere all the time. It's a goofy game. So it's more like Cards Against Humanity, where this game. It's like this game is. It seems like a game that could be played with kids, but no, no, don't do that. Don't you have to explain it. a lot of concepts to them. <laughs> But uh, the game actually is pretty funny, especially my because my co my co uh, my co-host at my show he's a lot more straight laced than me, and a lot of the jokes got him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, his 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 daughters were watching, and he's like, "Get out of here! <laughs> you can't watch this. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> Get out!" <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but it is By a neat way, little game. We are, yeah, we are about halfway through. Do you fellas want to want to take an ad break? Of course. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll take an ad break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Bamboo Toothbrushes. No, please give a hoot. Don't pollute. I don't know. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Bamboo is uh, is what, what all the cool kids are doing now, and uh, why not uh, also stick it in your mouth? Is the, is true, the yeah. toothbrush itself bamboo, or is it the bristles that are made of bamboo? Excellent question. That would, that would hurt like a bitch. No, the, the actual, like toothbrush part is bamboo but the bristles are, are nylon which i guess breaks down over time i guess science science if it i learned anything or don't <laughs> <laughs> although although if the bristles are are really intense you're really gonna clean your teeth i think that's is not how how dentistry works that's true. i don't know so that's true you know depends yeah. on how intense how intense you want to get i didn't learn you had to switch out toothbrushes every now and then until i was like 20. So I was just Same. using like one toothbrush for like nine years and it was just a rock. <laughs> it's it's all like smashed man. down and shit. <laughs> the bristles are all smashed. <laughs> they get calcified, man. They're like, they're fossils. They're <laughs> 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 Pulling Indiana Jones, that belongs in a museum. And one day and I was brushing my teeth and peeing at the same time because, you know, efficiency. And I accidentally dropped my toothbrush in the toilet. And I had to go get a new one, and I'm like, "Oh my god, toothbrushes don't hurt!" Like, I, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was a little worried the story was not going to go that way, so I'm glad that you went to go get a new one. <laughs> yeah, but now my toilet clogs every other flush. So, same dude, fucking same. Sometimes the back part doesn't fill up, so you have to take off the back. You have to take off the lid on the back, and then do like push the plastic fill it piece, up. and then it fills oh, up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy a new one of those. Oh, you yeah, can? So, yeah, the, inside the tank, the thing that, that fills up the water, whatever the level or whatever they call it. You can buy another yeah. one of those. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Hey, this episode brought to you by toilet levels. <laughs> and also <laughs> toothbrushes that hurt. <laughs> That's two, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. My my co-host Philip, he made a YouTube video like 16 years ago where he broke his handle off his toilet and he was like, I'm gonna make a tutorial on how to flush a toilet without a handle. And like he's like, what he's like, what he's like, if you break your handle, I know what you're thinking. How am I gonna flush my drugs? And he opens the toilet up and he's like, <laughs> no, it's just a pickle. Anyway, you gotta go. <laughs> And I'm like, this is why he's this is why he's my best friend. And we're back. I guess yeah, it'd be Nave's turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Stanley Parable. Mm. Oh man, dude, Tommy yeah, we would will. be all over this shit. Tommy, that's his favorite game of all time. Oh Here's wow! Here's to you, Tommy. Where rip, is Tommy? Rip, Tommy? As we said in the beginning of the episode, he was that he put trash in his recycling bin, so he's uh, laying low to avoid. The warrant out for his arrest. That scumbag. He's got uh, he's got four stars in uh, like in GTA. He has to make that go down to at least one in order to to come on the show, right? So, so they've got they've got the helicopters out and shit. Yeah, the choppers <laughs> are out. the The cop cars are just driving like maniacs. Like, yeah, this is like like GTA three style. Like, it's probably like that. Fuck, dude. Here's to you, what? Tommy. We're with you in spirit, bud. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> Stanley Parable. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanley Parable. That game's pretty good. It's you'd be surprised how many people don't know the Stanley Parable. Because I was talking about, I was like, oh wow, back when it's getting re-released in the Super Deluxe Edition or whatever. Which everyone, if you've played the Stanley Parable and have not played the newest edition of it, go play it. It's essentially the Stanley Parable too. Don't let it fool you with it being the same fucking game for like twenty-five minutes. Just play a cut. Just play through a couple playthroughs, and then it's gonna give you some new content, and you're gonna love that new content. Video game donkey just made a video about this shit. Don't watch it though. Don't you fucking put your put your mouse down. Put your phone down. Stop. Unless you're going to buy the Stanley Parable, go play the game first because it's it's only funny the first time. <laughs> it's only funny the first time you experience a lot of these things. But it this game will blow your mind if you don't know what I'm talking about. This game is essentially a walking simulator before walking simulators existed. It was a mod originally for Half-Life 2, or probably, maybe it was Half-Life 1, I don't know. And essentially, it is a, it is a thought experiment about the, the mirage of choice in video games. And it really is probably one of the first real meta experiences that I've ever had on Steam. It is on consoles now and everything, so go get that Super Deluxe Edition and laugh your asses off. The developers of this game have thought of fucking everything. There's you will never outsmart these guys. There is an ending for everything. Yeah, I gotta play this super deluxe editions or whatever whatever it's called. Like I got I gotta play that because the first one or whatever the original whatever you want to call it is exactly what you're saying. It's genius. Like it's seriously genius. And it's I th I wonder I wonder if people haven't heard of it because it's like a, a pretty quiet game or because it was like a mod or something. But maybe. Maybe I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I think if you've been around gaming long enough, then probably you've heard of it. But as far as like pulling the trigger and and actually like playing it, is is like we've said with multiple <laughs> of these titles, it's a whole other thing. But I think this game, like, hundred percent, is is worth it. It's so meta. It's awesome. This is one of those games that you will get so much, uh, you will get so much mileage out of just making your friends play it. Like, get inviting yeah. some friends over, <laughs> inviting your mom over, just let sit them down with the controller and be like, go. Because there's there's no fail state. There's no fail state at all. 
You just right. keep walking, keep walking and doing what you want to do, whether you want to obey the narrator or, or disobey the narrator, it's all up to you, and every single decision takes you somewhere else. It's kind of what the Dark Pictures Anthologies games want to be, but this game has perfected it. Ignore the fact that it's like fucking 15 years old. Yeah, no, it really I, uh, doesn't matter how old it is. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm getting, I'm getting like the biggest hoot out of out of reading the fucking Steam reviews for this game. So uh, <laughs> let's go. Hold on to your hats, boys. So Abraham Lincoln <laughs> says the narrator is so funny. He makes me giggle like tee hee, hoo hoo, ha ha, he he, wahoo. <laughs> and then and then Hot Jafar, <laughs> Hot Jafar says uh, he's basically saying, you know, just the two of us. <laughs> We can make it if we try. Basically, yeah, he's terrible. He says, narrator hot. He gave it four stars. <laughs> I'm saying Holy there is... I, Aaron, have you played the Super Deluxe? No, I haven't even played the original one. I've, I've heard Tommy talk all fucking day about it, and, and I've seen other playthroughs of it, but I've never played it before. You said you've played the original? No, I have not. I've, I've just heard oh, Tommy okay. talk about it a lot. <laughs> well, you specifically, I will buy this game for you, like right now. But um, uh, so just for Dave, I guess there is a there is a new ending in the extra content where at some point he starts looking at the Steam reviews of the game. It's so oh good. man, yes. oh my god, it's so good. Yes, that's cool, <laughs> as fuck, dude. That is so mad. I like how the developer name, by the way, is Crows, Crows, Crows. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's just called uh, hot. It's it's called hot gas or whatever in every other edition. But if you're on the Steam edition, Steam version, it does say Steam reviews. But it's so funny. That's so good, <laughs> man. It is such a smart game. Like it, I love that they've like, man. I think they. You're right. They they've thought of everything, and that's why this game is special. Like it's it's so hard to explain, but like they have, and it's amazing. <laughs> Damn, is it? Yeah, it's Dave's turn. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I did Armello and then Stanley. And yeah, then... I'm going to go with one that is a little bit newer. It is called... Now, I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know how to pronounce the third word in this title. It is Terror of the Hemosaurus or Hemosaurus. I don't know. Oh, I've, which... I, that's been on my wish list for a while also. Hemoglobin. Maybe it's Hemoglobin, so maybe it's Hemosaurus. <laughs> yeah. This is basically Pixelated Rampage. The Rampage games. That's That's... Yeah. almost almost exactly what this is i i wouldn't say that it is that so if you've played rampage don't bother with this i think this is on a on a different on a whole other level uh of of wittiness like there's actually a story here sure it's goofy yes it makes fun of humans and humans being idiots with climate change and all that kind of stuff which is great and and really crappy cable news in north america and everything it has all these like funny commentary things in it but essentially, the game itself is you are one of four. I think you can play up to four people as well. Giant monsters. Yeah, you can play co-op, which is great. Uh, there's a giant salamander that breathes fire because they all have like um, special moves, essentially. They all have like finishers, I guess you could call them. Um, you have like a meter that you build up. The salamander breathes fire. The Hemosaurus has like this shockwave that comes out of them. You can be a sloth. Uh, and then there is one more that I cannot remember off the top of my head. Either way, it is all pixelate. Oh, it's a robo Hemosaurus. So it's just like all these other sort of games where there's always like a robo version of every, you know, like God's robot, robot Godzilla essentially is what it is. You're just, you're, you're going into all these different cities in, uh, around the world. I think it's, or is it just us? I think it's around the world. And you're essentially just trying to topple all the buildings, eat as many people as you can survive. 
but the reasons of why they send you into these cities is hilarious. They're like, you know, we're trying to teach people a lesson that they can't they can't take uh, climate change seriously. All right, well, this is what happens if you don't. You die, and then you have to topple a bunch of buildings and just kill people. It's so funny. It has like it. It honestly, it feels like an SNES or NES game with the way that the sound is, the music, the presentation. But it plays really modern and plays really well. Um, you can play it solo or with up to four people, and it's it's Rampage. You know, it's not it's not like Rampage games where you, there's like what 110 levels or something per per game it's much shorter than that but it's really worth your time if if that's is like an itch that you want to you want to scratch you just want to domino some buildings over and see some flames and hear some pixelated uh voxels and things like that just explode and there's a lot of really fun things you can do with it to create like combos essentially and it like builds up your meter so you can use your special move more often it's super fun it came out in december so it's really like a month and a half old. It's great. It's great. This is the same single person, single person made this game, same single person that I think it was about four or five years ago made super blood hockey, which is essentially blades of steel, but super violent, like blood everywhere. You give your players uh, steroids in order for them to keep playing. Like, oh, he broke his arm here. Give him some drugs, get him out there and just play. But it's like oh, crazy, yeah. fast, violent blades of steel, like old school blades of steel. This guy basically takes that that idea and that aesthetic and puts it in a rampage like game. So uh, Terror of the Hemosaurus is awesome. That sounds pretty fucking sweet. So so my next one is it's pretty new. It's called Luck Be a Landlord. It's only on Steam right now, I'm pretty sure. but. It's this it's the goofiest fucking thing. So it's it's entirely just a fucking slot machine and it's played out like like you you just moved into a new apartment and in order to uh to pay for your apartment you just constantly make money on this fucking slot machine and every time you pay your rent your rent will go up and you'll have to keep going and going and going basically there's I I forget how many uh how many levels there are or whatever but yeah, after every you start off with like with pretty bare reels or whatever you want to call them, but after every spin, you'll pick a new symbol to put up there, and different symbols do different things. Like like you'll get a chick that has a ten percent chance to turn into a chicken, and then from there the the chicken has a like a, I think it's like a one percent chance to lay a golden egg, which a golden egg gives you like five coins or some shit. You can pick like a miner. Who destroys adjacent ore, which uh, which an ore when it's destroyed it has a chance of spawning like a different gemstone or something. And there's all sorts of goofy shit. There's all sorts of different synergies. And basically, you wanna you wanna have this perfect synergy of like you wanna add symbols that destroy other symbols because you don't want your reels completely filled all the time. You wanna keep them. You wanna keep constantly churning in new shit. So like you'll have a monkey destroy any adjacent coconuts or bananas or like have the the cat destroy adjacent milk or some fucking stupid shit. And <laughs> and it it's it, it sounds so fucking stupid me describing it. It sounds like the lamest shit ever, but it's so fucking hard to put down because it's it's just that. You just you just click spin, see what you get, and then you add more symbols to your thing. And then after I forget however many turns, like you get uh, in, in typical roguelike fact. I should add that it's it's a roguelike, by the way, too. There's permadeath, so when you die, you start all over. But just like in, in typical roguelike fashion, every so often you'll get to add what's called an item, 
which gives you different passive abilities. Like there'll be, I guess, like a seven where if you get like three sevens, it'll it'll destroy all three of them and give you seventy seven coins. Or like you can get like like a fucking honey pot or something. I forget what it all does. I haven't played it in a while, but yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's only ten dollars, but it's ridiculously fun. It's super simple, actually, pretty fucking deep, and yeah, it's it's really fun. It's also a, a demo on Steam that you could play yeah. according to my search, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to download the demo and uh, play oh slots gosh. where I don't actually lose real money. So that's great. <laughs> also a bonus. <laughs> exactly, dude. You don't have to go Vegas vacation and end up on the $1.50 buffet. <laughs> Papa Giorgio? <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Man, that's great. That's cool. I've that's never got- heard of that. It's awesome. It's got a lot of Steam achievements too, if you're into that. Oh yeah, that's always a little bonus. Yeah. Why not? And like, and fucking, fucking nobody has played the game, so each achievement will be a, a rare one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Amazing. What? How? What is the? What's the limit of how many Steam achievements you can have in a game? Oh. Like a million? I don't know, but this game has a lot. <laughs> There, there's some games that have so many. Like I'm looking at a couple of the games I have on my in my library. I'm just like I have 40 out of 60. Like oh my god. Well, this <laughs> this game has 186 achievements. Oh my god. Yeah, basically they're just like basically spinning different things. Like it'll be like have three or more bubbles destroyed during a spin, or like have a mm. seed grow into a void fruit that isn't destroyed during the same turn, or like something about a matryoshka doll or a fucking uh re-roll capsule or something i don't know buy it yeah. buy it now regardless <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter just buy it <laughs> it's so good it's stupid but it's good <laughs> stupid's okay <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Dave, hit us with one being of stupid uh i want to talk about an airport for aliens currently run by dogs oh my fucking god i'm looking at stuff right now that's not my choice, but we can talk about it if you want. It's just a dumb. It's just a dumb game where you go through different airports and everything's in an alien language and you don't know where you're going. And time is a time is a a physical thing that can change. And it's like all of the everything is dogs, and they're JPEGs of dogs, and that's it. <laughs> they're like two dimensional, like stock photos of dogs. <laughs> yeah. What is this game? <laughs> Never mind. This, this is, is my choice. Oh my this is god! Awesome, dude. Just I mean, I love dogs, fucking... and I wait. Can I submit my dog to this game to use as pictures? Because, uh... oh that my god, so funny. Bro, that actually just... would be a great way for them to like, ex- like, get people like involved. I wonder if that's a thing. That's so funny. There's a I'm dedicated at... pet the dog button, but you can mash it, and every time you do that, a different hand comes out, so you can have like 800 hands petting the dog <laughs> all at once. Oh my god. This fucking, this screenshot is, uh, it looks like they're, yeah, in seats, like on a train or some shit. And it's just, this is just this JPEG of a dog on top of the seat, dude. He's just fucking chilling. It's really dumb, yeah. And one of the first interactions is like, I want a ticket. And the dog is like, do you want one ticket or five tickets or 100,000 tickets? And you're like, I want 100,000 tickets. And then it like <laughs> fucking crashes the game with all the tickets that come out. They just spawn in front of you. And you only just, you can only hold one. So you pick one up and walk away. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a JPEG of a, uh, of a boxer dog. 
and has two arms on either side of it of like a guy with huge muscles flexing. That's it. Just standing <laughs> underneath, underneath an umbrella on, on a beach. That's it. <laughs> That's I, the shot. I need to own this game, dude. <laughs> this sounds fucking awesome. That's oh my god! It's just like ridiculous scenario after ridiculous scenario. Uh, that's that's okay. That that's okay with me. <laughs> I like how this. I'm looking at a screenshot where I I assume they spray painted because they've got a can of of spray paint. I assume is what it is, and it's they spray painted the word dog, but it's all like it's it's like round and 3D looking. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! <laughs> I love that I have not heard of most of the stuff you guys have brought up. <laughs> Ridiculously great. Oh my god. Secret oh. celebrity dog. Okay. We're just we're just reading off of things from pictures. <laughs> you said secret celebrity dog? Yeah, it just had like a little title underneath one of the pictures. Oh, okay. I thought that was the name of a game or something. <laughs> no, okay. So I I am I am I next? I feel like I'm next. I don't know. I'm not, I yes. lost track. Yep. Okay. I, I'm gonna go with this one because I think it is it's it's pretty interesting. It's sort of a puzzle game, but it's an action game at the same time. It is called Fights in Tight Places. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This nice. came out, I think, around the end of 2021, somewhere around there. And it's base. Oh, I said tight places, tight spaces, fights in tight spaces. So you are a John Wick looking character. It, everything is black and white and is on a grid. And you have an over uh, a sort of semi isometric view of this small, I guess, fight arena. You could be in the street, you could be on a stairs, you could be in the back of a truck, you could be in a bar, and you're surrounded by a bunch of enemies that are white and, or sorry, white and red. And you essentially have to use the moves that are available to you, which are, again, only available through cards, similar to Hand Dude. of Fate in a way, yeah. And you have yes. to use those cards and your movement on a grid pattern to try and defeat all of these enemies that are around you. They all have their own abilities, uh, you'll learn. You'll learn. Sort of. Some of them have certain moves. Some of them have weapons. Some don't. But you can also like use some of the cards. Will be like a dodge, for example. So if you see that someone is about to shoot you, you can dodge for your next turn, and that bullet will miss you and hit one of the enemies behind you. So it's it's sort of like a slow motion John Wick in a way. But you are every, literally every step that you're taking is is sort of like turn based, and you have a certain amount of actions that you can take. You can unlock different cards and you're just in all these cool like little scenarios. Like if you're in a bar, for example, you can pick up a bottle from the bar and hit a guy with it. It'll do a little bit more damage. You can do a spin kick at one point. You can jump off a wall and kick a guy. You can jump off a wall and dodge someone and go behind them. You can choke guys. You can take guns off them and 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 hit them with a gun. You can throw them over a ledge. All these crazy different things. And um, it's super interesting. And then... A cool part about it too is once you're done, it'll show you everything that you did in like real time, essentially. So Whoa. you play it. Yeah, you play a level for like 25 minutes, which is, you know, you're, you're sort of really, really kicking ass through it. And you're really sort of trying to survive. And then you finish the stage if you survive and it'll show you everything that you just did. It's a little bit sort of stop and go a bit because that's what all the actions are. But it's it's kind of just cool to see. And because everything is black and white and white and 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 red um when you punch a guy you see blood splatter when you when you hit him you can like guys got glasses on you knock his glasses off you see them on the floor everything sort of stands out really uniquely as well it's great fights in tight spaces uh i don't know that i've heard anyone talk about this game but i think it's 
really, really fun and really different as well. So yeah, that's that would be my uh I guess that's my final one for the episode, but that is something people should check yeah. out for sure. It's it's like isometric um super hot. Yes, okay, yes. Oh damn it, super hot. Exactly like it has a, it has almost the same aesthetic as as super hot, except like less I guess voxel or pixelated, whatever that style is. Everything looks like like I think they they may have even mo-capped people to get the motion. Like it's really yeah. They look really um it looks really real or feels really real and everything. So, but yeah, very very much a a, a look and feel of super hot mixed with John Wick and honestly, you can do even more than you can in, in super hot. Although that's part of the charm in super hot as well is that like things are very simple but also complicated. So, um also play super hot. Excellent game. So yeah. Bites in tight spaces. Super wish listed. Hot. Super. Yeah, super hot. Oh yeah, Fights yeah in tight spaces. Super. Yeah, wish listed for sure. That sound, that looks and sounds really fucking awesome. I like yeah, that there's a fun. there's a card for suplex. I wish I had that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I do not want to pay this bill. Suplex. Suplex. You've triggered my trap card. Suplex. <laughs> suplex. You know what? I'm gonna reinstall this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this again. I'm doing that Hell right yeah, now. <laughs> it's 1.6 gigs. <laughs> it's super tiny. <laughs> that whole that's it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, that's hopefully it. My, my... it. No, no. It's 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 a super simple looking game, but it has so much more to it. Also, great music, which is important for games like this. Like, if you have sort of a simple aesthetic and all that, somehow like that that music really needs to sort of catch you, and it never feels repetitive. It always sort of fits the scene that you're in it's it's great it's super fun there's lots of variety too um but it is not easy i will warn people that after you get for through the first couple of stages it gets tough but it's super rewarding when you survive and you see all the guys on the floor <laughs> that you just defeated um <laughs> yeah it's it's awesome it's it's super super hot and super great what's interesting is i'm looking on cheer achievements right now at the game and there are like hundreds of thousands of people that are registered on here and only 408 people have played this game and only one person has gotten all the achievements in it. Really? In all wow. true achievements. Wow. Yeah. So there are on steam anyway, there are, I think like 30 or 40 or something. Yeah. 40. And I'm only halfway through them and I, and I completed the game. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very difficult, but, uh, but rewarding. So that always helps. Well, shit. I, uh, Nave, do you want to go next through last one or, or do you want me to kill some time for you? No, I can go. I have three sitting here. I think I'm going to go with Proteus. I think Proteus is probably the least known out of these three. Do you guys know Sick Proteus? game? Sick game. So good. <laughs> nice. That we did an episode familiar. over on our show about this, but this is a, an amazing boomer shooter with such eye-popping visuals and and pulse-pounding fucking soundtrack that that jumps from metal to eat to hardcore EDM, very similar to like Doom and Quake and all of those yes. good old games back in the day. Um, this game does have multiplayer online and it also has a, a level editor as well. So uh, I played. There is an EDM artist called Funtcase. And he made a couple of levels. He made Dust Two from Counter Strike, but he also made Peach's oh. Castle. So we had a <laughs> we had a fight in Peach's Castle. Me and Philip did. Amazing! That's so crazy. I nice. I saw that there was there was a, a stage creator thing, but I didn't realize that like it got that wacky. That's amazing. Oh, dude, this game is so fun. I I played the original Doom. 
uh, at one point last year and then immediately went to play this right after. And it was like, oh, this is it's it's so good. It's such a cool like way to update those kinds of games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. It looks great too, which always helps. Um, has that sort of like middle ground feel where it feels like an old game, but definitely is new um, in the way that it plays and the way that it looks. This, yeah, Proteus is, is awesome. I love this game. It's so gory and like yeah. sloppy. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I agree. Nice. I'm trying so fucking hard to find the game you guys are talking about. I, go- I googled, first I googled Proteus game and it brought me to this life <laughs> simulator thing on Steam. I think it's and then I goop, and then, then I looked up. Oh, yeah, with the D. Okay, I see that. Yeah. And I, and also, goop, it's on Game Pass. That's why I played it. Yeah. Oh, it is oh, on Game Pass. That. All right. And then I, the second time, I Googled Proteus Xbox, and then it took me to the Xbox store, but it was about a, a book called Proteus from the 80s. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, finally, finally, I found it. <laughs> the, yeah, that, Maybe that that's the problem is that people can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that does look fucking sweet. Yeah, it's intense as hell. It's it's great. And it's multiplayer uh, online through the whole thing. And there are people playing it. I mean, there were people playing it a few months ago. Fuck, man. I man, yeah, you went on on a really good last one. Mine's mine's just Sky Rogue, dude. It's like like roguelike Star Fox basically, but <gasps> definitely not no Proteus. I have yeah, not dude, seen look- this. What? Yeah, Sky Rogue, and, and it's all like like voxely and shit, and like there's different planes you can you can use and unlock that each have their own different attacks, and then like different guns and missiles and shit like that. But yeah, basically you just you you uh, you launch from the from the little carrier ship, and you have different uh, different objectives like destroy the fuel tanks on this ship or like destroy this windmill or some shit like that. And all the while while you're doing that, there's other planes fly around that shoot that'll shoot at you and like there'll be anti-aircraft cannons that are shooting at you and shit like that and and the music is awesome it's just what you'd expect from that it's like nintendo 64 y kind of and all right what did you say (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping you catch that it looks like those you ever see those d makes that people make like uh bloodborne make and it looks like a base combat d make yeah, yeah well, exactly. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, it, and it's it's just so much fun, dude, because th- you just cruise around, and I mean, you you could just just cruise around and take it all in, and just like blast some guys to bits, and then it, it's so quick, like it it doesn't waste your time at all. Like you just you launch your your aircraft, you go blow up like fucking four things, and then ba bam, you're on to the next level, and. You can use your money to buy upgrades between between levels, and yeah, it's on. I'm, I know for sure it's on Switch. I don't know about anything else, but it's it's definitely worth your money. It's, it's on it's, pretty it's much fun. everything now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's on Xbox. Ooh. I see it here. Yeah, twenty Man, bucks. You said roguelike Star Fox, and I was in. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah, is crazy it's, cool. I bought that a long time ago on on Switch for uh, when I still worked at the office, and I would play this all the fucking time. I don't remember getting very far because I would just like goof around mostly. I would just shoot <laughs> and, and die, and then I would just like accidentally because because the uh, the Joy-Con drift on my Joy-Cons was really bad, so I would oh, no. accidentally like loop de loop too hard, and then fucking. You know, just fucking nose dive into the water and die, or like, yeah, I, I just die all the time because my Joy Cons suck. But one does not uh, simply loop de loop too hard. 
<laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can barrel roll if you really want, but loop de loop is a whole other thing. That's true. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is going on at, even just on on Xbox, only twenty bucks. Yeah, this looks great, man. Love a good flying game. Love a good flying game every once in a while, and it has good uh, good combat and everything. I am in. I'm in. Yeah. And there's there's no there's no slowdown. Like the the frame rate is pretty slick throughout the whole thing. Even with just a bunch of other missiles and planes and shit flying around, it's it's all slick and, and fast. And yeah, it doesn't waste your time at all. It, it's great. Yeah, it looks looks really cool. Looks really cool. I have two honorable mentions. All right, you guys. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I could probably have like 19, but you, you, you get to pick two. OK, I'm going to go with one that is has a very similar look, actually, to Sky Rogue, which is why I'm going to go with this one first. It's called Art of Rally. It is part of that. Yeah, it's a top down racing game, a rally game. Essentially, it looks like you are playing uh, a diorama of, of a racetrack, but Everything's based on time. So you're not racing with other cars. You're, you're just doing the tracks on your own, different vehicles, different locations. You're going to go to Africa. You're going to go to Europe. You're going to go to South America, Asia, all these types of things. And it looks very, very simple on the, on the uh, you know, just at a quick look. But it handles really, not complicated, but really sort of semi-arcadey realistic. Um, you hit a puddle and you're going too fast, your car might spin out. You're going too fast around a turn, you're going to fall off a cliff. You're going too fast uh, through a gravel area, you might spin out. It's all about sort of how things feel. And Art of Rally is just a really, really fun game. It was on Game Pass, sadly, within the last month or two, it was taken off of that. But I would say, take a quick look at it and watch a trailer and listen to the amazing music that comes along with it, because it has an amazing soundtrack. And highly, highly recommend it. One of my favorite racing games of all time at this point. I absolutely love it. Nice. What's your second one? Or no, wait, no, no. We'll, we'll go around. Uh, Nave, go ahead sure. with, with your first uh, honorable mention. Uh, I want to shout out Darkest Dungeon. Yes. Oh, okay. Darkest Dungeon. I'm hitting with David this whole time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Darkest Dungeon is, it is sadistic. It is abusive. It is so fun. This game is a turn-based uh, role-playing game where you keep and manage a party of four different characters procedurally generated. You can name them whatever you want, and that makes it even more cruel when they die. And you go and you... Oh, de- and they you will del- die. They will die. They're going to die. Don't get attached to anybody. <laughs> you use these characters and you delve into the dark dungeon, and you try to get out of there alive and with your sanity intact. And this is one of the first games where I... There's a sanity meter, and so this is such an interesting mechanic. Uh, as this, the more stressful the game gets, the darker the dungeon gets, the like the the less light you have, the more scared your characters become. And then once that meter fills up the first time, they either overcome their fear or they succumb to it and they get an ailment. And that ailment is something you have to play around for the rest of the for the rest of the map, essentially. And the game has a really cool like settlement uh, settlement area where you manage your characters' uh, stress levels and try to like help them unwind. You buy characters, make weapons, and stuff like that. The whole with the whole goal of ascending to the darkest point into the de- into the uh, dungeon, which is uh, it's impossible. I've never done it, but this game yeah, is great. I was I was just gonna ask, have you ever beat this game? Oh no. 
I, I, oh, it's always one really painful wipe that makes me go, okay, I have to put this game down for a while. Yeah, I, I have on my Switch alone, I have this on Steam as well, because I got it, I think, just after it released on, on Steam, and then I got it a couple years ago on Switch, because I'm like, I got to take this game with me. It's it's actually really good on Switch. I, I would say controls with the mouse and keyboard are, are definitely easier than yeah. using like a controller or something, because there's lots of like, click this icon and that per character and whatever, right? But... On Switch alone, I have 170 something hours on this game. <laughs> and I have, I, I don't even think I've come close to the end. And yet, I've told my wife about this before because she's noticed, like, oh, you're playing that again. Oh, you're playing that again. And this is over the course of the last like four years. It's always installed. I never uninstall this off my Switch. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what it is that it is about this game, but it always whoops my ass at a certain point, whether it's 10 hours in, five hours in, 20 hours, like whatever th that campaign allows me to survive. And yet I still keep coming back always. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's, it just beats the shit out of me, but I love it. I don't know. It is incredibly I mean, well-made. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really tough. I mean, it, it's easy to feel like you're overwhelmed and your whole party just gets wiped. But I also don't know that I feel like it's, a, it's cheap either. I think it, it's still fair at the same time, but because it's so difficult I don't know. There's something about it where I'm just like, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. And then I can't. <laughs> it's that feeling when you finally get out of a bad run and you're just like, Oh, thank God. I yeah. didn't lose everyone. I only yeah. lost two of them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's I only like lost so my party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I, I talked about this game a lot in our, our most recent episode about difficult games. And I, I bitched about it really hard because yeah, like it's when it's when it's when it's good, it's so good and it's so satisfying and and meaty. But then when it's bad, like it's really bad. It goes bad <laughs> so fast. Yeah, because like yeah. because you you grind those motherfuckers up to like what level three or something like that, and then they all die. And then it's just like, well, I don't want to fucking play this game anymore and grind more motherfuckers up to level three just for them to die. Because like, the important yeah, thing is that like the it everything is salvageable. And so even though you lost the characters you put a bunch of time into, you will get characters that just start out. You will eventually start getting characters that just start out at level three. And you're like, okay, thank God. I've got another leper, <laughs> which is like my favorite. I love the lepers. Yeah, Dude, lepers are sweet. Well, fuck. My, my first honorable mention was the exact opposite of that. It's a short hike. You're just Yeah, there. great game. You're just a little bird guy, and you're just walking around this island because you're going, I think it was like to a summer camp or some shit like that, and it's yeah, just... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just chill, and you're just exploring, and you find feathers, and you get sweet hats, and you do all sorts of little, uh, not chores, what's the other word I'm looking for? Favors yeah, like for... Little, little tasks and favors, yeah. yeah. Helping out little people around the island, and it, it's great. It's just, you just explore and like fly around and glide around, and yeah, it's pretty short, too. It, it's, it's pretty good with awesome like chill music and everything too the music is awesome in it which helps oh um, and it's like it's all yeah. and it's all like ps1 well yeah kind of like ps1 like yeah yeah that era of, like, of graphics and everything yeah i would say so yeah it's all pixely and yeah yeah this you, that, that yeah a short hike is a great like if you're looking for something chill that's only like a couple hours or a few hours that's like that's got to be up on the list too for sure what's, what's your um, next one so my next one is going to go back to, I, I mentioned back at the beginning of this episode that Thomas Was Alone was like the first like indie game that really got me into things, into indie games. But I would say this one is very close behind. Also 12, 15 years old at this point. Um, it's called Fez. 
I don't know if a lot of people have oh, hell yeah. yeah, I've heard of it nowadays, but at the time Fez was the indie game like of of all time or like the one that stood out over anything and it's super mind-bending. It's essentially you start off as like a 2D character in a 2D world. You get a fez, like a magical hat essentially, and then you can turn the world on its axis in four different directions essentially. You know, let's say there's a platform you can't jump to because it's too far away. Well, turn the world to the left a little bit, and now you can hop on that. Turn it back to the right, you can hop on to the next one. That's a very, very simple way of putting it, but this game is, again, it, it's very simple on the surface, but very, very complicated and takes a lot of brain power, I think, anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but to figure out some of the puzzles and unlock some of the secrets. And honestly, it's one of those games where you could literally have grid paper beside you and and draw out where you are and where things are and how you could possibly find them because it's so complicated, but in a good way. And it's crazy satisfying when you actually find and solve something. And it has its own like decipherable language in it as well. Like it's, it's got so many, so many layers to it um, made by one or two guys, I think way back when indie games weren't even a thing. And Fez is awesome. I think it deserves to be like in every hall of fame you could possibly think of. The only reason why it's honorable mention is because it's older. And honestly, I think like, you know, games do similar things now, but also there's so many great games that I think people could find now that that are are great that I wanted to make it easier to find. So I talked about the other ones more. Anyways, Fez is awesome. Fez, 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 Fez. Yeah, I the only thing I think I think about when I hear about this game, because I never played it, but this was the game where the creator went insane, right? I yeah, think there Phil were fish. Yeah, 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 exactly. There was supposed to be like, on. I don't know what the what the full thing was, but I do know there was like problems with him and the other guy that were making the game. I, I don't remember what the full story is, but I don't regardless, know why I, I'm thinking he said he wants to burn game developers or something. Like, or yeah, something no, like there, that. there was. Remember. Yeah, there was something intense and and crazy like that. Like there was, yeah, there there was something there where where. Something about when the after the game was released, whether it was it wasn't reviews because I think the game got pretty damn high yeah. reviews and and reception and everything. There was something about the industry that was really ticking him off, and he just said like, "Well, we're going in a bad direction. We shouldn't do this, this, and this." And then he just sort of stopped making games. I'm like, "No, you made a masterpiece. What are you doing?" <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, there was something like that though. <laughs> and bummer. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if that was the same game because I was looking at screenshots. And yeah, confusing. Yeah, it, puzzle platformer essentially, but a very, very deep one, even though on the surface it looks like it's not at all. It's great. Also, again, great music. <laughs> well, speaking of great music, my second, my second honorable mention is going to be Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Nice. Now, yeah. okay, thank God. I was like, I was like, this whole time, I was like, wonder if I'm going to say one that they've already talked about. That'd be a bummer. But, um, <laughs> Call to the Lambs music so good that I got the double vinyl coming in the mail, I think sometime mid-February. Nice. Yeah, great, and so, great tunes. Uh, this game is really, it, it's really great if you like roguelikes. We've talked a lot about roguelikes. Roguelike and the indie genre kind of go, uh, they interlace fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> er erotically even. And so Call to the Lamb <laughs> is very similar to The Binding of Isaac. I would describe it as The Binding of Isaac meets... Um, 
not Animal Crossing, but uh, Harvest Moon. Let's say Harvest Moon. Easy. Yeah, yeah, I'd say more Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So half of the game is uh, a dungeon, like a dungeon crawly Binding of Isaac roguelike where you're running around shooting, stabbing, fucking doing all kinds of things in that dungeon. And whenever you leave, you have to manage your cult made of different animals that you find inside of the dungeons and sometimes bought from this spider that tied him, tied up the thing. But we don't talk about that guy. <laughs> The it's really cute because you get to customize and you get to name all of your characters and it does have Steam or uh it Twitch integration where I think the I think you can make different followers name the characters as well or make them how they look. So there are some people I was watching stream, I got to put my my own OC in their game. But uh the I love <laughs> absolutely I absolutely love naming things. It's one of my favorite things to do, is just whatever off the top of my head. So I loved having running around and seeing Chris Chan and Arson and Billy Mays here and stuff like that just <laughs> running around worshiping me. It's it's pretty it's pretty fun stuff. And it has a pretty robust upgrade system and like technology tree, you know, kind of yeah. Age of Empires style where uh there is an end game and you do reach it at kind of a quick pace if you're uh into that side more than the roguelike side but the game is competent on both fronts and it looks awesome the art style and aesthetic are amazing and the soundtrack is awesome as well so it is just a very chill vibe while you're doing some very violent things to people yeah, who don't yeah. deserve it <laughs> <laughs> nice and that goes right into my next one because i was going with ape out oh yes Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. I forgot about this game. It's so good. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, basically Hotline Miami, but with uh, with a gorilla. But yeah, at the beginning <laughs> of each level, you break out of a cage, and you basically just have to get your find your way out of the, whatever building you're in. But you know, there's people hunting you with shotguns and like flamethrowers and shits, and and you can like shove people, and they'll just fucking melt into this fucking pile of blood against the wall, or like you can. You can grab just, people. Just like explode. And... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or you can like grab people or like or uh, doors and shit like that. Use them as like a shield against people with the guns. And there's almost no mechanics to it, but there's a lot of strategy to it because I mean you, you have to find your way around all of these people while not like getting their attention or anything like that. Or like when you do get their attention, you have to like you have to panic and figure out oh how the fuck do I get get out of this shit and. All the while, too, yeah. There's like it's just like the the, the chillest like old timey jazz music, and it's, oh, it's, I was and just gonna say the the craziest part is is this like wacky, not wacky, but it's sort of like like improvised jazz almost yeah. in the background. So like you'll start a level like you said, and if you're sneaking around so that people can't see you yet, it's really light. It'll be like tapping yeah. on the symbols or whatever, and then when something happens where you get people's attention, it just like ramps up and like every time you were like let's say let's say you grab a door like you said and you throw it against someone you'll hear like the symbols crash in the background yeah, dude. and it like matches up the music for some of the actions that you do and you really feel like you're like moving with the music and the music's music's moving with you and that that was like my favorite part it was just like crazy jazz that feels like it's improvised and like i i don't know where they came up with that idea but it man somehow it just fits so well it's yeah, and there's a lot of different unlockable levels that you'll get. Gosh, dude, it's so much fun just being just a violent, angry ape, just blasting dudes apart, and yeah, it, it's so much fun. It's so good. And an easy pick up and play one too, and it's not super long. Like it's maybe mm -hmm. a couple hours, which is oh, which yeah. is fun too. Which 
it 100% worth playing this game too. It's awesome. Oh man, I totally forgot about this. Yes. Oh, now I want to <laughs> yeah, reinstall this. <laughs> so this is another Devolver Digital joint. I wonder how many of the games we talked about were Devolver Digital because Cult of the Lamb is. Cult of the Lamb is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, uh, for the Achievement Hunters out there, one unobtainable one. So be careful out there, boys. Ah, Ooh, all right. for, for Ape Out or Cult of the Lamb? For Ape Out. Oh, for for escape escape subject for arcade, for some reason it doesn't work. Makes oh, me sad. crazy! <laughs> well, that fucking sucks, dude. It only affects me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, man, that's it. That's every, that's every single indie hidden gem there is. There are no other indie hidden gems. <laughs> Easy for you to say, jeez. <laughs> uh... But yeah, somehow. If there are more out there, feel free to get to, get a hold of any of us at SuperPodSaga or SuperPodSaga.com. Hit us up. Tell us where you're, we can find more of your indie hidden gems. Uh, what about uh, Dave? Where can people find you and hit you up about anything yeah. or, or indie hidden gems? Yeah, it, easiest way. Uh, you can find my personal account at Dave Petro on Twitter. But really, it's a mix of games and stuff that's not game related anyways remember 64 show that's the easiest way to find me if you search that on any social media you know there's a couple of us that are on the podcast but i run the account and that's uh, where you can find me uh the wonderful knave over here was was on the show a couple times and uh we had a good time All playing right. it through through a couple of n64 games which was great yes hell yeah <laughs> we're gonna have we, we we played turok but we got to play turok 2 soon that's gonna have to come up sometime this year oh i can't wait for the fucking bat signal for that game to show up it's on the list. I, I literally have it on a list of something that we're, is going to happen this year for sure. Nave, even though it's your like third time on the show, where can people find you? You can find me on Aaron and Tommy's Super Podcast Saga. <laughs> this is where my new home is, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I'm one half of Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast where we talk about multiplayer games. And I run the Twitter over at Game Together Pod. And uh, we have an Instagram where we share memes and funny videos where I'm screaming and Philip's trying to shut me up. But I'm screaming too loud. I can't hear him. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Fuck, we need to do more stuff like that on our Instagram. I usually just post pics of like, here's this video game and then here's this video game and then <laughs> here's a new episode. Like That's literally all our fucking Instagram is. I need to be, do more memes and just fucking scream at my phone. <laughs> Turn on crawl show. Fuck. <laughs> well, yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave a rating or a comment or something. And uh, and yeah, if you really, really enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave a tip on the Superpod Saga PayPal. It's just Superpod Saga or at Superpod Saga. I don't know how PayPal works, but our Patreon as well. It's just two, four, six dollars a month. That is it. Goodbye. Get on out of here. See ya. Thanks for having Walk me on. It. Bye. Come on, get.